Welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. I'm John Deeks. The cost of living is affecting thousands of Australians and findings of the recently published State of the Older Nation report has uncovered a concerning reality faced by carers. Now, this newly released research sheds light on the hidden toll experienced by these dedicated individuals who provide essential care to their loved ones. To provide expert insight and to discuss the implications of the survey, we're joined by Council on the Ageing New South Wales CEO, Marika Contellis. Marika, welcome. Thanks so much. Thank you and thanks for having me on to talk about this really important issue. Why did you do the survey? Well, we do the survey nationally with other COTA organisations to really leverage the voices of people over 50. This is the third national survey that we have run or have led and it's not surprising that with loads of stuff that have happened in the world, uh, another year of living with COVID-19, sort of a range of natural disasters at home, conflict overseas and of course this cost of living pressure that everyone is feeling The survey really does shine a light on who is most at risk and who is feeling the cost of living pressures more than others. And and for us, it was very clear that those who care for other people, carers, uh, usually wives, husbands, daughters, sons, neighbours, friends, who provide significant care and support to a loved one, Um, definitely feeling this cost of living pressure more than ever before. Has the change of government in Canberra uh, been of assistance or do you see light at the tunnel when it comes to assisting those carers who do such a fabulous job? I think irrespective of which government is in power, and I think it's too early to tell whether the current Labor government, uh, recently elected Labor government, is going to make a change nationally, I think there needs to be a sort of bipartisan, multi-partisan recognition that carers do the heavy lifting of care and that, in fact, it is that informal level of support that we need to boost up because if we lose informal carers, if they are no longer able to do caring, then people at risk, people with disability, people with mental health problems, older people who are frail or living with dementia will just, I mean, I just can't imagine what life would be like for them without a carer. So current government, it's too early to tell. There is obviously support for carers through Centrelink, um, through payments, but, you know, that's not enough, clearly. And Our job is to leverage those voices of people who are caring and saying, hey, we're drowning here. We are really struggling. And this cost of living pressure is adding to our emotional burden. And that's that's the message we heard. Now, I know that uh, you're the CEO of New South Wales Council of the Ageing, but it's a a, a very broad Australia-wide organisation. Am I correct? Correct. We have a federated structure for every state has a council on the ageing or a quota, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. And there is a national quota, quota Australia, who is primarily led with responsible for leading good policy advice in at Canberra 
around the issues that affect people over 50. Carers receive, uh, I think, how many hours a week would the carers in New South Wales, for instance, uh, be averaging? Well, that's a really good question, and it depends on who they are caring for. Uh But we have people who have shared with us that they are always on, that they are providing a 24-7 job. We have people who provide caring for a loved one who are also trying to hold down a job to be able to pay for um, you know, the cost of living for their own family. Sure. There's a bit of a sandwich generation. So it's, it's a difficult question to answer, but people uh, at a bare minimum are pro- providing two hours a day. At the maximum, they're there 24-7. What we do know too is that when carers stop caring because their loved one either passes or enters permanent care, they have been out of the workforce for so long that trying to re-engage is incredibly difficult for them. In fact, this morning I met a woman who is looking for work who has just spent the last 13 years caring for her mother who had dementia. And she said, Marika, I have I've not trained. I haven't turned a computer on for 13 years. I don't know what an Excel spreadsheet looks like. How am I going to get a job? And this was a really skilled, experienced, qualified administrator who's just had 13 years out of the workforce and has, you know, has a lot of catching up to do. So there's lots of complexities for people who are caring, but our state of the older Nation report really reveals some alarming figures of carers feeling insecure about their financial situation, feeling really overburdened by their role as a carer, feeling unrecognised for their role as a carer. It's not just financial support that you're looking for, it's many other things as well within the, the framework. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not just financial. Financial support is really important. And of course, that is the number one issue that carers have said is like, we are really struggling here. We don't even know if we can pay the bill, pay the rent, you know, put enough food on the table. And as we know, Marika, there's also a, a crisis when it comes to homelessness. Absolutely a crisis when it comes to homelessness or even getting some sort of secure housing. I mean, the rental housing affordability is a critical issue and carers, of course, you know, struggling and competing with, you know, particularly if they're renting, are competing with others and they just cannot compete financially to pay those rents. I mean, what we also know is that caring is a gender issue. The reality is the majority of carers are female, they're not engaged in pay work, and they are particularly vulnerable financially currently and, of course, in their future. Carers who are working face lots of, you know, juggling and, as you said, you know, trying to get a job, uncertainty about housing and this reliance on, you know, job seeker payments. So there's lots of complexity around, you know, how am I going to pay for stuff? Am I going to have a house? What's my future look like? How am I dealing with my loved one who also has lots of complex needs? And what this State of the Older Nation report showed is that the voices of those carers haven't been heard, particularly when we're talking about financial stress 
and emotional burden. Is there a list, Marika, of uh, solutions other than money that you would like to see the government address urgently? Obviously, we're speaking of housing as well. but Yeah, I think we're definitely speaking of housing. I think we're talking about carers and, and the gender issue. I think we're talking about a solution that helps carers plan and transition into the lifestyle they want post their caring. I think we're talking about emotional support. We have a carer's gateway in Australia where carers can link into. Many people don't know how to access those services. So Coda New South Wales has been calling for more information and guidance to be readily available for people particularly carers, to be able to access these. In other words, basically, where do I go to get what I need? Well, where do I go to, to learn things I don't know? There are so many folks who are caring for people who English is not their, their first language, um, whether they be from wherever in the world. So I guess there's, there's so many more who might be concerned about what they can access. And you're absolutely right, you know. Being a carer, the, the diversity of carers is, is, you know, as diverse as the people that are Australian. I myself come from a Greek background. I myself care for my mother who is living with dementia. You know, I am educated. I'm in this industry. I know services and I still can't get the right care and support, nor do my colleagues necessarily know that, you know, I've had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to give mum a shower before I catch the train to go into work. You know, there's there's this additional work that I do even before I clock on for my real job. Are the government departments making it harder or easier or is it so bureaucratic that uh, the, the gateways into the services uh, are really high? I think that's a really good question and I think it's loaded because the answer is it is complex. The system is very, very complex to get into. It's very complex to navigate. And what we've been saying at Coda New South Wales is we want to make it simple. We want to relieve the stress of people and, you know, providing that information and guidance in any language at any time is important. So one of the things we're doing at Coda New South Wales is providing what we call our pop-up information hubs. We've been lucky enough to coordinate a, a deal with some, the vicinity group, which are shopping centres. And we're hoping, and we have, we're going out to shopping centres, setting up our, our our little shingle or whatever it's called, our thing, saying, you know, come and ask us anything. And we're having people coming in and asking us a range of questions, including what do I do? I'm caring for my mum. I don't know how to get into my aged care. So we support people. To access, we like a concierge desk, really. Yeah. So if you go to a shopping centre and say, hey, where's Coles? What level is Coles on? If you come to a shopping centre and Coda New South Wales is there, you can ask us anything about getting services and support to live the best life you can, including those carers. And I guess uh, as this is a, a national broadcast in each state, they would be doing the same, Marika, yeah? Well, each state does something different, but all our coders across Australia exist to make it easier for people over 50 to access services and support when they need it, where they need it. So I do encourage people to to hop on the internet if they can, to find their local coder in their state, ask them the questions that they need.
So if anybody would like to know more about the Council of the Aging, it's a very easy website to uh, go to. It's cotacota.org.au. There you'll see drop-downs for every state and also the uh, facilities and and what is uh, able to be accessed through that website, correct? Correct. You recently published the State of the Older Nation report. Before we wrap this up, what were some of the big takeouts even some things that surprised you? I think the first thing is that people are not feeling as optimistic. People over 50 are not feeling as optimistic about the future as they as they could be. That the cost of living crisis is taking a real hidden toll on carers, particularly in New South Wales over 50, but right across the nation. We also found that carers are relying on carer allowance or carer payment. These are the Centrelink benefits. And they're at risk of housing distress and potential homelessness, which is the issue that you raised. Mm. That surprised me that people who are caring have got this additional burden of worrying about whether they're going to have a roof over their heads. We also know that increased financial support and better inclusion of carers in the community can alleviate the burden. So what we what we know is that even though carers are really busy, when they are engaged in community, their burden of caring, their physical and emotional well-being is improved by that community connection. Yeah. And that's probably the most significant learning is that community connection from the report is really the remedy for a whole range of, of challenges for carers but others who are ageing and others who are vulnerable. That if we can create better opportunities for people to be connected in their local community, then they really reduce their risks of you know, emotional burden, distress, poor health and physical outcomes. So that was a really important bit in the findings of the research. Marika, you know you have a friend here at Your Life Choices. Uh, we have some 270,000 members who are 55 plus, and I can assure you this will not be our last discussion because you are a, a font of knowledge, as you should be, and uh, we wish you nothing but continued success and hope that, um, that your hard work and your lobbying does pay off because we are an ageing society and it's terribly important the work that you and all of the Koto members do throughout the country and our great thanks to you today. Thank you. Thanks so much. And if you'd like to know more about today's important subject, then go to the website Marika mentioned, which is Kota, C-O-T-A dot org dot A-U. They're in every state and you will find, as I said, some drop downs there could be of great assistance to you. And thank you for being part of Your Life Choices podcast today. We're part of Australia's longest established and most trusted website for the over 50s. As always, our mission is to inform, empower and engage. And I hope you can join us next time. This is John Deek saying thank you. Thank you.